Hello and welcome to the Sales Exchange Podcast, marketing talk for CEOs. Now, marketing can be a serious challenge for most businesses, and we're here to shed some light on new business strategies and tactics to help steer your team to success. And I'm your host and founder of Sales Exchange, Nigel Main. The subject today really is about why. Why should a CEO, business owner, be the right person to do the marketing? I mean, my, my view is that if, you're, if you've spent all your time and effort coming up with the idea for a product, etc., and you go out there and sell it, why, why should you be the person that has to go and market it? I mean, I don't, that, that does, just does not make sense to me. Because I, what I was saying earlier was that the whole thing about marketing is you, you've got to learn it. You've got to know yep. um, every, everything from the ground up, you know, from the basics to um, the, the complex side of things. But it just it blows me away that um, you've got you've got this problem that marketing people have to go cap in hand to the business owners to say, "Can I have money to go and do something?" And a business owner says no. And the reason he says no is because he doesn't understand what he's actually been asked to do. And why should he? But because the marketing person isn't a business leader isn't the right the owner of the business invariably isn't and probably has never really had the opportunity to uh, play with money and play with ideas he's just not in a position to argue his case properly it's, it's all a blank I mean I, I see it so many times and I and I think that um you know what we what we want to do and what we do as a business is is <laughs> share share the information i mean that's that's the, that's the main thing about this is like it's it's just sharing the information with people to say well if you are going to do it if you are going to do the marketing then you've got to know what you're doing and if you it, uh, and where are you going to find that information out when it does it does change you know the 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 um the activities do change but not not massively you know you so you've got you've got um websites and you've got direct mail of dis- different descriptions email or, or direct and they have to go to a landing page and when they get to a landing page there's got to be a reason behind it and something in it for them and then you engage in this dance which is you've they've given you permission to market to them then what and i think you know that the business owner wants it to happen quickly and the marketer wants there to be a developing relationship that is based upon a funnel and you're trying to make sure that you can traverse those suspects to prospects to leads to um, dems to customers through that funnel but i think this is what the problem is i think that um, business owners um, business leaders want a quick answer they want a, a, a quick result and i don't think um, to a certain extent in this age of internet and and so much choice out there and actually so much information they actually think that all that information gets out there just by magic somehow 
and they actually want a quick fix. So they're going down the route of saying, well, actually, we want to do the pay-per-click because that gets us out there. That gets us, you know, people know who we are. People are clicking on us and they're seeing us because they're going down that route. But I think there's no appreciation, um, or to a certain extent, there's no appreciation of the relationship building. I think all of their their own ways of purchasing product, whether it's um, an iPhone or whether it's a new car, an element of research goes into it. You don't just click on an ad. Um, you go, oh, I'm looking for a car. Oh, look, I'll click on this advert for um, a Range Rover and you go and buy a Range Rover. You actually do some research. You go, actually, is this the car that I want? And I think people have choices and they want to be... Um, they want to be nurtured in a relationship. They actually want to have a... Um, they want to feel that the people that they're, you know, the, the companies that they're reaching out to or that they're, um, that they're interested in are actually interested in them back. And I think yeah. this is where the... Pro- and I don't... You don't build a relationship with a pay-per-click. No. You just get... And I also think there's a bit of vanity goes in with that. Look, we've had thousands of clicks on this. Yeah, yeah and they're all wh- from you, you work in the UK, and they're all from China. Yeah, and it's like, well, where are they going? What is what is the point of these um, of this pay per click? You know, you can spend thousands on it and actually have no measurable um, no measurable business from it. The thing is, I mean, with with paper, I mean, I did it years ago, like ten. 15 years ago doing pay-per-click blindly doing it paying thousands every month um and then <laughs> then i read a book <laughs> and the book that was dangerous <laughs> and the book, the book said um so how many adverts have you got it's like well three and it's like you should have been like 33 or 53 you know one one for each type of person and the different personas relating to the people um, and where and when, once they click what's the post click and then i read another book um, and the whole post-click marketing. So you click on it on anything, whether it's an email link or a, a pay-per-click link, and it's got to go to a landing page. And then the landing page delivers something, and then there's a reason to market, and then you get permission to market to them. Mm-hmm. And the, and it goes on, and there has to be a process to that. And it, I gradually got to the point of thinking, oh, man, I've, I've so missed the point on this mm-hmm. that it is, it's about a, gra- a gradual a gradual approach to building a relationship. Mm. And I mean, I, when I was out selling, selling direct, you know, you starting from knocking on doors in the rain and snow. Um, you knock on the door, you get the comp slip, you go back, you make the phone call, 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 and then you eventually you might get an appointment. Then you go and see them and they just want to have a chat. And you think, all this for a chat. But it's numbers game, and we can know it's a numbers game. And then, the more people you have a chat with, the more people become genuine prospects to do demonstrations, to actually go out and close, do a quote and close them. But the same thing was is is relevant to our prospecting when it comes to marketing. And it's you know you you have to build up these relationships, and people are not interested in it. They want managing directors. <laughs> I know because I'm one of them. Manager directors want a quick fix. They go, right, this is how I got to where I am now. I didn't get where I am, to, where I am now um, by sitting around waiting for some, some 
um, smarmy marketer to do that. I went out there and knocked on doors. It's like, yeah, you can't do that now. No one's interested. But the same principle applies, though, because, you know, now you've got the internet and now the roles, to a certain extent, have now been reversed, especially with GDPR. You've got a bit of a role reversal now because buyers, you know, and we know because we all do it ourselves and why we forget that we're just as much a a buyer as we are a, um, a seller, if you like, in this respect. You know, we all go out there and we do our research and we don't necessarily buy the first thing that we click on. We, you know, we find out. But it's it's the same kind of principle that, you know, as a marketer, as a business, when you were out there knocking on doors or making 100 phone calls a day, you were doing exactly the same thing where you were reaching out to people and trying to build a relationship with them. You were trying to get your foot in the door. Yeah. And now consumers are doing it the other way around they're doing their research and they might click on a website and they'll click away if it's rubbish in the same way that you know if you have somebody doing telesales and their technique is absolutely dire you you won't take their call again because you're not interested in what they've got to say not because the product's no good but just because their presentation of it isn't very good and I think you know we're, we're still in that situation but I think I think buyers have become more discerning and maybe more sophisticated and they want to be nurtured they actually want to be taken on a journey of discovery through your product and I, and I think that we we all know what good looks like we know what bad looks like I mean yeah. it, this thing about websites is like 500 milliseconds before someone clicks away from a website um, someone someone looks at something, looks at an advert, looks at a video. You know if it's been filmed on an iPhone or, or you know, okay, iPhone's pretty good, but, you know, you know what I mean? If it, no effort has gone into post-production to show the, the kind of effort, it's like, well, let's just knock it out. Mm. And so the, there's, on the one hand, we, is, we are a di- discerning buyers. Um, I think it's, I don't know whether it's split down the middle, but, you know, Half half the population have got iPhones and the other half have got Android, and then you can look at it again and see how many have got the the more the later iPhones and who've got the the honors, the galaxies, the this, that, and the other, the state of the art, um, uh, the, 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 the those state of the art phones. So, as as individuals, we know what good looks like, mm. and when it comes to people in in business, they kind of have a a mind meld, like a, it it goes wrong, and they think, well, we can get away with this. Why? Why do you think? You know, why do they think they can get away with it? And that's what that's why, you know, we 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 look at this whole thing about video. What can you get away with with video? We can get away with filming something on on a, on a Nokia <laughs> iPhone. You do do what you like. Yeah. But if you're selling a premium product, and you've got a crappy looking video. That's what they'll think of your product. Simple as that. Mm. And what what I don't think, you know, it's a bit of a bum deal really for marketers because they need the money, they need the the financing to make this stuff happen. Mm. But managing directors are not going to play. Then they're not going to um, treat their marketing team as a as a venture capital exercise. I will throw money at this, but you can't guarantee me what's going to happen. It's a difficult. I I really think it's a difficult call because they go, oh, we the the, the board of directors, and say for example, you don't have a um, 
a, a marketing person on the board of directors. The board of directors determine the budget for marketing. <laughs> and I'm not knocking, I am knocking it because what do they know? Mm. Is your website any good? Is, you know, have you got video? Have you got this, that and the other? How are you measuring everything that you're doing? But do you not think, though, to a certain extent, you know, you've got business owners, um, you know, whether it's CEO or a managing director, and they'll say things like, well, you know, I know my product. You know, I, I know what it, I know this industry, whether it's the telecoms industry, whether it's software or whatever, you know, I know this industry. And by knowing the industry, they therefore think they know how to market to that industry because they've been in the industry a long time. But I actually don't think that's right. I think, you know, that yes, they know their product, but that doesn't mean you know how to present that product in the best way. You might know intimately how the product works you know if yeah. it's a piece of software you might have been involved in the development of that software so you know intimately how it works but that doesn't mean that you're the best qualified to actually market that product yeah. because marketing isn't about what you know it's about what you need to educate your customer on because i think or your potential customer because the, th the, th the thing is with that, you've got the what's in it for me. Yeah. That, that cuts through everything constantly, constantly, constantly. Mm -hmm. What's in it for me? Nobody gives a monkeys about software, telecoms, kit, anything. Nobody cares about it at all unless you can demonstrate what it can do for them. Mm -hmm. And if you can demonstrate what it can do for them, now we're talking. Mm -hmm. Now put that as a bit, now pre present that as a business case instead of effectively bitch slapping a customer and say, do as you're told, buy it. Mm. And you go, well, I'll buy it from someone else, thanks very much. Mm. And I think that's, the, the, the thing is you've got the the early adopters, the, then you've got the early adapters. We want early adopters that are going to take on our new products, but you've got people that, that have to ad adapt. And are, are they going to, do they have to adapt? Um, you've got people that, that want to, collaborate and, and work nicely with people and you've got other other individuals that want to dominate and and be leaders and and, and keep other people oppressed and keep other people down in their area of business and it's I, I think that the the whole thing about how to communicate a message has has got to be so authentic and genuine and the only way you can do that is by constantly wanting to help people mm. But that goes against the grain when you're trying to run a business and sell products mm. when everybody's got quotas and, and targets to, to achieve and fulfill. But how, how, does an, how does a business differentiate itself from another if not by attempting to help them? Yeah, and I all, but I also think how does a, a company differentiate itself from another business? You know, <clears throat> why would you buy... A McDonald's over a Burger King or over a, you know, the gourmet burger company. Why would you, you know, there's different, you know, there's different products for different markets. But I also think to a certain ex extent, it's like when I'm buying your product, I'm buying something of you. I'm buying something of you as the as the seller of that product. Yeah. Reading the, um, the Gallo book, The Storyteller's Secrets, you understand that in actual fact, the um, it's the story behind the product. It's the story behind the person that's there, actually, that can 
make or break a, a um, the sale of a product yeah. because if you can tell a good story and you can you can engage your potential customers in you know why this make them the hero you know why why is it um, what's it going to do for them what's this product going to do for them how is it going to improve their business what they're going to get out of it whether it you know we buy an iPhone because there's prestige associated with the iPhone not because you've got you know thousands and thousands of different apps it started off as being a status symbol mm. um so i don't think you know it's what you're absolutely right you know what's in it for me and if you're just going to throw data at people data is not going to make encourage somebody to buy you might get maybe you know one in 50 people that's really interested in the statistics but the reality of it is most people buy a product because it brings something it, it gives them something it gives them status or it it, it resolves a problem in their business yeah. um and i think as business owners um i think there has to be an understanding that actually what differentiates you from your competition may well be your story of why you are where you are um or it might just be that you offer something just completely different, an exceptional customer service that you've got testimonials on. And that, you know, you tell those stories, you you encourage people to buy, you don't it's encourage all, them like to that, buy. It's like that Seth Godin book about tribes. It's about people wanting to belong. Mm. And if you can demonstrate how, how you can belong because of the stories that support your business. Mm. And if you're able to articulate those stories in the form of, podcasts videos books blogs pictures yeah. you know newsletters things that actually present who you are mm. and you take a um take a pause from trying to f every time you open your mouth you're trying to sell something mm. instead of actually you know just tell your story yeah. just say this is how we got here you know we we God, did we suffer trying to get this and we got this done and we got that done and 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 you know different people have different stories in different businesses and getting their individual stories out there. I mean, I, I, I read a book ages ago about this guy saying that, um, oh, what you've got to do is uh, you, you, you've, got to, um, you've got to become an author. You've got to write your own book. And writing your own book means that you can give your book to your customers. So even if you were employed, you can still give your book away and therefore create a direct relationship with the people that you're selling to. So if someone turns around and fires you, you've still got your connections with all those people for a legitimate reason. It's like, wait a second, all the status, all, all the issues about let's not, um, let's not uh, allow our staff to take their data with them and take their customers with them. But no, he bought my book. He's my customer. Mm. So you know, it comes back down to storytelling and, and, and what story have you got and what story are you telling people? And if you, if you haven't got something authentic, then you're, you're, out, you're out there just flogging stuff. Mm. If, you're, if, you, if you can't demonstrate your authenticity as a, as a company or your staff haven't got anything and you're regurgitating the same old, same old, it's, 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 it's effort. And it, it can indicate a decline for any business if they're not looking to say, wait a second, when it comes to stories and, and what 
what we have to do as a business, who's the best person to come up with the stories? Well, who are the entrepreneurs in your business? Mm. They're the people that are going to go, right, okay, we'll try this, we'll try that, we'll try this, we'll try that. Keep it going. Keep the keep the stories coming up, coming out. Get staff to write their own stories. Think about it. Can it be filmed? Can it be photographed? What can be done? You know, business owners constantly want to keep out their the 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 message of sell this product. It's like nobody's interested in your product. They don't give monkeys about it. But what they are interested in is other people's stories. Mm. That's why you know. I mean, I'm 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 floored by how many businesses don't get it. But it's only because they don't get it because the business owners are not operating in the marketing space. No. They're, they're, they're operating in a business owner's space. Yeah. They they associate with business owners. Mm. You know, you, 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 when you're doing your marketing, you are pitching to technology buyers. You're pitching to um, executive assistants who are the gatekeepers to the technology buyers. Mm. You're trying to get through them, whereas the directors don't give a monkeys. They're talking to their mates on the golf course or where, whatever they do, however they, they they live their lives, talking to other co-directors. Mm. And probably sharing stories and probably not talking about, look how fantastic our product is. Yeah. They're, they're, they're Talking about life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think... And that's the mismatch. And, and this is yeah, why sure. you know, you've got these, these organisations that... Um, <laughs> give it the big one when it comes to marketing. Oh, look at us. We've got all this. And, but nobody's actually doing anything when it comes to personas and understanding mm. about personas. What story would Mabel like to hear? Mm. What's, and, and, and Mabel's a 55-year-old, 60-year-old woman that's been working for the company for this long. But she's the gatekeeper. Mm. How many Mabels have you, are you dealing with? How many Steves or, or Mick's are you dealing with who's 45 and has been, you know, has been through the ringer a bit and he's, you know, he's been out there, you know, in, in the snow, in the rain and everything, selling. How many of those people are you are you speaking to? And and marketing companies, marketing departments and lots of companies, too busy, too busy to segment their audiences. But I also think there's... It's too, it's too much work. Yeah, I also think there's an element of... Like we said earlier about, you know, wanting a quick answer, want, wanting a quick result. And you are going to get some quick wins. But, you know, consistency, you've got, you've got to have consistency. You've got to have consistency in your marketing. You've got to have consistency in your message, you know, like and persevere. Because I, d- I do think there's a danger, and I've seen this before, where, you know, companies and even reasonable size companies go you know oh we'll do this and they go off and and they they start marketing in a certain way and then when they don't see it happening they move this they change the strategy after three months say oh we'll do that and it's like hang on a second you've just started building a relationship over here and now you've stopped all that and now you're going to do something completely different and it's like but it comes, I think that I mean th- consistency the is, is the key. That, yeah, I mean, and one of the one of the big problems is that um, when when one reads, one finds out information, mm-hmm. and if it takes seven to ten direct touches or connections with someone, 
for them to start to recognize you, not buy from you, just recognize you. Mm-hmm. And you think, okay, that's 10. Call it 10, it's easier. So you've got 10, 10 connections. Mm. You go, right, okay, we send out, we'll send out 10 emails. No, because only one in three get through. Because the other two, people don't, people don't, oh, they click away, delete it, don't wear out, whatever, any, any, any reason that you can think of. Yeah. So that means you've got to have 30 things that you're going to do. Yeah. And you go, well, how quickly are you going to send them out? Well, you're not going to do it every day, are you? And so once a week, 30 weeks. Yeah, it's nearly a... <laughs> yeah. So, it's like, you know, last like seven months. Seven months, yeah. So, so the thing, and it, people go, oh, I didn't realise that. And that's that's just the direct connections. And the mm. direct connections can be, oh, it can be on Facebook, LinkedIn. Not not Twitter, but Facebook, LinkedIn, but, email. But I think, you know, marketing just generally, you have to be, marketing is about, you have to be in it for the long term. You have to be able to say, okay, I'm going to stick with this program and I'm going to do this program over a given period of time, however long that is, but you have to stick with it. Um, you know, when I was selling and doing phone calls, it was like, you know, trying to make 100 phone calls a day. And then, you, you know, you, you the numbers stack up, you know, you get like one in 10 and, and then one in whatever it is, one in 100, um, you get an appointment. But... But the thing is, is that when I was selling and I was also doing like project management and so on, you stop making 100 calls a day and then you stop reaching the numbers because you can't you can't maintain that consistency. And so and I think the same analogy is true, you know, in your marketing, if you don't stay focused on a on a plan and on a strategy and you keep moving backwards and forwards. You're going to miss opportunities because, you know, I'd make 100 phone calls a day and then I wouldn't do it for a couple of weeks because I was out of the office. And then you'd lose your momentum and then you'd call up the person that you were talking to a month ago and, and find that they'd already they'd yeah. either forgotten who you are or, or they bought from somewhere else yeah. because you haven't been able to maintain the consistency um, for one reason or another. But I think marketing, we've got the opportunity now with marketing to be far more consistent and far more sophisticated about what we do, about how we reach out to people. Far, you know, it's not just a phone call anymore. It is, it's a video, it's a podcast, it's a blog. It might be a tweet, it might be, you know, it could be a phone call. But the thing is, it could be a direct mail. But the thing is, it's about sticking with the strategy. Yeah. And I think when you don't stick with the strategy, and I think too many businesses do this, they go, this isn't working. It's like, well, how long have you given it? Well, we've given it two weeks. It's like, really? You, you know, it's people like the, don't that, buy like that the, quickly. Uh, it's like the old mail shots, isn't it? We're sending out, that, I work with companies, this is way back when, sending out mail shots. So they send out all these mail shots, promising the earth. And that was it. And they get loads back. And you ring them up to try and make an appointment. They go, Okay, we go and see, and it would fall out of bed because the 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 what was being said was absolute nonsense. Mm. But the other one was um, send out they'll send out a mail shot and wait a week and go, how's it gone? Well, we didn't get very many back. We only got you know one percent, half percent. Oh, um, we do it again. So you do it again. What's the response like? Uh, About the same, really. Oh. We'll do it one more time and see what happens. If we don't get there, we'll have to change what we're doing. And they try it again, same response, no good, and they'll stop it. Mm-hmm. So they get two to three, they have two to three efforts. 
and we're saying we're only 10% of the way through yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was mad. But I mean, the thing, I mean, this is, I mean, this is a podcast about marketing, you know, it's not, it's not about flogging stuff, but, but with 30 years experience, you go, you can't be doing what you were doing 30 years ago. No, absolutely not. Or you can't even be doing something that looks like you were doing 30 years ago. You you know, buyers are, they are more sophisticated. They have more choice. There is more noise, but that doesn't mean that you as a, as a business owner and your marketing teams can't cut through that noise by being creative. And I was just thinking before, you know, about maybe it's because there's a bit of a lack of ideas going on. You know, we don't see a lot of marketing companies actually promoting video, but prop, you know, ongoing video, yeah. you know, producing videos yeah, on a regular a basis. A corporate video and which is no good to any. You know, it's perhaps sits on your website. You might yeah. promote it. You might send it out on a, you know. Put it up on LinkedIn and, and hope says for that, the best. Look, look aren't, aren't we clever? Yeah. That's all it says. It doesn't actually help. It doesn't communicate a message and help people achieve something or, or attain something. Yeah. It just says me, 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 me. But I think what you know what we need to be doing is we need to be saying, look, this is you know, if you give it some thought and you brainstorm ideas within your with just within your business not not just to do with the marketing team but engage everybody in the yeah. process because everybody has a touch point with your customer whether it's the receptionist to the managing director you yeah. all have an, you all have a a, a a touch point with the customer one way or the other brainstorm some ideas what can we put out on video what can we talk about can we talk about us you know the individual stories in the company i mean even you know, doing this even doing interviews yeah you know between you know whether if you, whether you've a got a salesperson and a, yeah. and a and a product development person or whatever you know yeah. what what's happening out there in the market mm-hmm. and doing some, just anything that that shows that you want to help other people yeah that you know you have to show that you care yeah you know we we all know, we all know it's a bottom line we all mm-hmm. know it's about the bottom line yeah. but if your purpose is to is to fleece people or or to grab an amount of money from people mm. and and to hell with anything else then you've lost yeah if it's we want to have a great life and have a great time doing this and you know our staff have a great time doing their job our customers we want our customers to love us mm. then there's got to be a fundamental shift in a lot of companies to go well if you plan on being around for the next few years you've got to plan yeah accordingly yeah and i think take the focus away from yourselves and put the focus on your customers and your prospects because at the end of the day you know <laughs> without being um you know silly about it the only reason we exist is is for customers we don't exist for the good of our health no you know and, every, so and everybody in business exists for the you know we're there because of the customer and if you if you lose sight of the customer, if you lose sight of the prospect and you think it's all about you and what you're doing, then your business will never, ever it. thrive yeah. the way it deserves to, you know, and you won't have buy-in from staff, you won't have engagement from staff because they won't understand what the purpose is of the business. It's like, well, why are we here? Yeah. Well, we're just here to line the pod- product, the, the pockets of the CEO or, you know, it's like, no, actually, well, that's not why we're here. People want to have a, a purpose. People want to think that they're part of a purpose. Yeah. And the thing is, mo- most products, if they're sold accurately, most B2B technology products, hardware, software, exist to 
um, to support. <coughs> excuse me. They exist to support the development of the business that they've sold. They're going to sell it to. Yeah, or fix a problem. Or fix a problem, and and there is always a bottom line to it. Mm-hmm. So. Always a return on what, investment. The, what's the ROI of this piece of kit? End yeah. of story. What's it going to do for me? Yeah. And therefore, it doesn't matter what it is, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's a, a telephone system or a bit of software. It, it, it must provide a function that is going to be viewed and vi- be visible, sorry, on the bottom line. Mm. It has to be. Otherwise, you're not going to buy it. It's not about cheaper or anything like that. It's it's you need this stuff, and there's got there's got to be a reason to do to do something. Mm. And you know, uh, the and the only way of communicating that information is through stories and yeah. storytelling, yeah. and showing that you actually care about the customer. And if you yeah. if you demonstrate you don't care about the customer, well, they'll vote with their feet. Yeah, of course they will. Yeah, and I also think they'll vote with their feet before you even get a chance to get your foot in the door. Because yeah. if you don't show that you've got any aptitude for reaching out to them and for actually wanting to develop a relationship. I mean, you've often said, you know, about you don't get a kiss on the first date yeah. necessarily. And I think that's what a lot of companies are looking I did for. I with you, did I? Mm, what, a kiss on the first yeah, date? No. no, no, you did. I did, I yeah. did, I did. Okay. You did, yeah. yeah. Um, I forgot. <laughs> that was that. It was really late, wasn't it? Yeah. It was really late, yeah. <laughs> um, but but the point is, you know, if you're looking for that kiss on the first date, if that's what you want and you think you've arrived if you've got it, then, you know, you don't understand biopsychology and you no. forget that, you, you know, you walk into a room with a, you know, a group of people that you want to, that you want them to buy from you, you forget that you're also a consumer, that you also buy product and you forget how you buy product. Yeah. You just, you want to just sell them your product as opposed to wanting them to buy your product and actually want to engage with you. And I think if we forget that, if we don't want to nurture our prospects and get in a relationship with them and say, look, you know, we want to, you know, we do want your business. We, you know, we'd like you to do business with us but in the meantime while you're we're going to show you and we're going to teach you things we you know you can learn here you can learn you know for in our case you know you can learn about video you can learn a bit about marketing you can learn a bit about social marketing um and if you're willing to do that and give something of yourself for free um to a certain extent yeah then people will be more you, you know, willing you, to buy from you. You provide an education uh, and information that helps people move forward. Mm. You know that it, you, you're you're providing that kind of forward motion that keeps pushing their business forward. Mm. You've done, I think, you've done your job. And if they buy from you, well, great, yeah. great. But I think ultimately, because I think what we also forget is that, you know, more so now than ever before, people change jobs pretty can. You know, people don't stay with companies for really long periods of time. Those companies no, are rare now. And so yeah. turnover of staff can be quite high. So you may have nurtured them in this company, but if you nurture them, and but they're not in a position to buy when they're in, in company A, but when they go to company B, they'll remember you. Yeah. And they tend people tend to do the same jobs. They don't tend to have massive career changes. So say, for example, you're... You're involved in, I don't know, digital transformation and you've nurtured this customer over here with company A, but actually the decision was taken out of their hands or the budget wasn't there or whatever. But if you've nurtured that relationship, they'll remember you when they go to company B and yeah. they'll go, actually, we worked this this company were really good, you know, they had loads of 
you know, useful information that I was able to use and, and use in the project. We just couldn't use it at the time because we didn't have the budget to do it. Yeah. And he goes and works at Company B and he immediately signs up because he knows that what he's going to get is really useful information that that company's really interested in them as a prospect and that they actually, you know, whether we do business with them or not, they're still interested in me as an individual. It's very much a one-to-one relationship. But yeah. if you, if all you're blasting out there is saying, well, we expect everybody that um, that comes across our path is in financial services. No, that's not the case. Yeah. I want to be. I want you to speak to me. If I think you think I'm in financial services, when actually I sell, you know, a fertilizer for. <laughs> you know to the farming industry you know it's like we're worlds apart but i think you know nurturing relationships we i think we have to understand that company people do move around job different jobs but doing a similar kind of role and if we nurture them and we look after them and we show that we're interested in them keep in touch with them on a regular basis at some point they will they will buy from you because you've you've nurtured that relationship and they can they f- feel that they're part of a community. They feel that that, yeah. you know, a community is not a, a group of random people that just happen to have downloaded a piece of software. That's not a community. Mm-hmm, no. It really isn't a community. Yeah. A community is people that can share ideas and feel that they're, you know, feel that they can give feedback and say, actually, I got this piece of information from you. It was really useful. I didn't use it, but I passed it on to somebody else. Yeah. You want your information to go far and wide. And if it's good quality content, if it's interesting video, if it's interesting blog or whatever, um, we as marketers have to understand that, you know, what we produce is not just for the benefit of the person that we're producing it for, but it, it can go far and wide. Yeah, and yeah. if we look at it in those sort of terms and if we're providing stuff, you know, if we're producing this really interesting content, people will want to share it. And and to be honest, that's got to be the way forward because the internet is out there. We can share stuff. We share it on LinkedIn. You can share it on Twitter, share it on um, thing is on that Facebook, you can share it everywhere. And if it's good, people products, will share it. The products that are out there are not unique. No. I mean, the iPhone's not unique. No. There's, other, there's loads of phones. Yep. So anything and everything that exists, none of it's unique. I'm sure there must be one or two things, but I can't think off the top of my head. They're not unique. So they can buy, you, buy from your competition, drop of a hat. Mm. So what differentiates? Yeah. And because people are sophisticated they can buy anywhere from anywhere and any country and have it shipped i mean this is really serious now yeah people buy people people buy your story they only want they want your story yeah they want a reason to be connected with you yeah and if you are producing information and content and or not well, all these all the things that we talked about then they'll be they'll they they will feel an affinity towards you and your staff and the people that that you engage with yeah. in whichever way, shape or form. And that's that, you know, that's the basis of the whole thing to do with 334 and, and launch. It's not about us flogging it. It's about saying, actually, this is the way to do it. Mm. Here's, here's a blueprint. Yeah. Here is the blueprints there. It's on our website. Download it. Yeah. If you want to do it, do it. If you would, if you don't want to do it, we'll do it. You know, yeah. there's no, no two ways about it, but it, it yeah. is about a, approaching this sensibly. Yeah. And I think... Um, yeah, and, and really I think what the takeaway is going to be to a certain extent is that, you know, 
start thinking as a, as a CEO, you know, or as a managing director, you know, start thinking, you know, about what's my story? What can I, you know, how can I um, create a community of people that are interested in the things that I've got to say, you know, and I've got to show interest in them and, and they'll show interest in me. And one of the other things as well is that not everybody wants to be in front of a camera. No. And if that's the case, if you don't want to be in front, that's fine. Yeah. But get someone else to do it. Yeah. Get someone yeah. else to be the front man or front people yeah. who, you know. Even could, get actors in. Or, yeah, get yeah. anybody. It doesn't matter, does it? You know, but but get people that you're going to go, right, we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to commit to this for 12 months at least. Yeah. And, and, and put a double act forward yeah. that are going to go and make, some, make something of your company. You don't have to yeah. do it. No. But it's, it is about being creative and in, enthusiastic about it. And if you, yeah, pay someone to be enthusiastic. Yeah. And if they're not enthusiastic, sack them. Yeah. <laughs> no, no issue. But but it is about a bit doing something that, that resonates. And yeah. that's, that's the and, important thing. And just thing. being authentic to your customers because mm. people, you know, you know yourself, you, you see through something that's um, artificial or superficial. So, yeah. Good. Yeah. So, All right. Great stuff. Excellent. Good talking. Well, that's all from us for now. I'm Nigel Main, and I was talking with our director of events and my wife, Liz Main. So if you'd like uh, any further information on our strategies and the, the things that we have to offer, you can download them from our website at salesexchange.co.uk or if you'd like to have a chat about your business marketing, you can email me or Liz. I'm at nigel at salesexchange.co.uk or you can email Liz at liz at salesexchange.co.uk co.uk or conversely you can contact us by telephone on 0800 970 9751 that's 0800 970 9751 bye for now